What's going on, everybody? Cali Death Podcast back once again, episode 126. I am Anthony Trapani. I am your host, as always, on Thursday nights live on Twitch. Um, if you don't catch it on live on Thursdays, then Friday it will be uploaded on YouTube. And as always, I'm here with a couple of resident homies. I got Casey Howard and Joseph K with me. What up? Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging with me tonight. And dude, tonight I'm really, really excited about this because I, I've been a fan of this dude for at least 15, 16, maybe even 17 years. Um, Lethargy is still currently a very, very important band to me. Um, Sulaco. Actually, Eric, we didn't even mention this uh, pre-pod, but we were label mates at one point in 2006 7 with what willow tip yep exactly i was uh me and casey casey's my drummer i'm the vocalist of odious mortem and also severed savior signed a year later so we were all all on the same label roster for a while so for a moment yeah totally and that's how i came across salako and um I fell in love with that band as well. I love everything that I've listened to this week that I didn't know that you had been about. Oh, cool, AKA, man. Thank you very much. Uh, Burke Diamond. <laughs> I had to spell <laughs> some of that shit to you, man. That's just funny. Dude, I, I, I grew up <laughs> listening to Neil Diamond because my grandma was a, a big fan. Anytime I'd go up to her house for the holidays or whatever, yeah. it, it would be... These are the three things that would be on that TV. Um, Pro wrestling for my papa. He was all about pro wrestling. Um, Figure skating because she was all about figure skating and Neil Diamond live. (laughs) Yeah, live at the Greek. Dude, it was great, dude. And and, and listening to uh, that project actually gave me a a nice uh, happy feeling because one it's fucking good yeah thanks <laughs> you can tell you really are into it and two well, it was one of the first shows i ever went to was neil diamond i think i was like five years old maybe or something my father that's brought rad me, so, dude that's yeah. so sick dude and just n- nostalgia for me too because yeah, you're, you're bringing yeah. me right back to when i was in the living room with my grandparents you know yeah me learning too how, me too learning how, learning how to yo-yo <laughs> yeah but cool dude hey Eric, thank you so much for your time, dude. Of course. Um, of course. Yeah. You're you're great to me. Thank you. And um I before we do anything, we gotta do the plug section real quick. Uh always on top, battleforgecoffee.com. The homies and deeds of flesh started that company. It's caffeine. Everybody drinks it, and you know nice. it's good shit. All right, go support them. Generator rehearsalstudios.com. In between LA and San Diego, you want to rehearse, you got some metal dudes over there that will take you in. Um, CaliDeathPodcast.BigCartel.com is where you can get a shirt or two. We got a couple different designs over there that you guys can support the show by purchasing. And we send them worldwide and they come straight from the professor himself. CaliDeath.com. Yes, we own CaliDeath.com. That is where you will get uh, information about the show. You can 
find what I just said about the merchandise, but also Joseph's been blogging over there too. That's going to be uh, moving quick. Chicago Domination Fest. We are a sponsor of that. And I know that we had mentioned um, uh, a contest and I know that we haven't really said much about it this week, but I promise you, we wanted to mention it a couple of times on the show. It will be mentioned on social media as well. So if you want to be in the know on that, you need to be on our social media. If you're not yet, that's uh, Cali Death Podcast Facebook, Cali Death Podcast Instagram. Um, yeah, I already mentioned YouTube. Tours, Archaics Tour. Oh, oh wait, you're yeah, sorry. Yes. Archaics Tour, they're, they're fucking going out. I can't even... I, Took off my glasses. I can't even see the first date. What's I'll, the first I'll cover date? the tours if you want. Do it, please. Okay. Archaic May 11th through 28th uh, with First Fragment, Awaken Providence, and Gray Lotus. Catch that tour along the uh, West Coast and uh, looks like the South, Texas and such. And then I'm heading out with The Last of Lucy and our label mates, Discordia, June 1st through 16th, uh, featuring both bands. Uh, East Coast or Eastern U.S., so starting in Missouri, going through uh, Midwest all the way out to East Coast and uh, TBD show June 7th. Anyone in New York wants to book a band or, I mean, a, a, a tour package, hit me up. Um, but, yeah, we got a good little run coming up. So, uh, Last of Lucy, I literally just got the masters from or the test masters from from Dave Otero an hour ago, and I was listening on the way home. They sound really sick and i'm sure they do dude premiere some stuff between now and the start of the tour hopefully we'll get like at least one single out you know how it is these days you get the lyric mm -hmm. the lyric video to promote the first <laughs> single so got to get an artist to make some backgrounds for the words and all that so yeah dude that's actually the first time you'll ever see the professor performing on the east coast too right yeah chicago's the furthest out so far so wow dude and yep. and I've seen him in person. It's it's a pleasurable experience watching this man play drums. So get the fuck out there. Thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, look look look. Looking forward to the tour in general. So, um, that's all. That's all. The that good? That's good for us. All right, Eric. What about you, dude? Where do you want people to go to support you and your projects? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh i don't know i guess our facebook maybe um i think we have a website we have a band camp that's got all that shit on it the Salaco. yeah Salaco. um i have a band camp it's got some of my solo project shit on it it's mm -hmm. uh, uh uh sully the new band that i'm playing in we got some shit on youtube and i think uh there's a label it's going to release our demo and is going to put out a record. Uh, yeah. Cause I was going to say in my, uh, I forget what they're called in my pain research gore, with solely. Oh yeah. Horror pain, gore death. Yeah. Oh yep. no shit. Sick. Yeah. Um, solely I could only find like live jam videos or whatever. I didn't dig t too deep, but I was trying to find some solely stuff and, that's really I could find is just videos of you jamming riffs or whatever. Oh yeah, we got um 
I just uploaded a uh, our demo. Uh, we just finished it actually just a couple weeks ago. Um, and there's a YouTube for it. It's got like a Sully page, and there's four songs, but uh, it came out pretty good. The, the songs aren't necessarily played perfectly, but uh, um, but it sounds. I think it captures what we're going for. Um, yeah. So yeah, but it sounds good. So look for it there. I'll send you a link actually. Killer. And then another band that was on the flyer that we want to plug to is, uh, I know that there's a W in the beginning, but I don't know if it's going to be. Oh yeah, Wald Wald Hexen. Wald. Okay, so it is. Yeah, Wald Hexen. Wald Hexen, dude. Yeah, I'm a. a... um, I'm a very. I'm super into black metal. Super into abstract shit. Um, I love avant-garde. I love dissonance. I love all these things. And listening to that band hit all a lot of those marks for me. And then finding out you get, they recently opened up for Imperial Triumphant. Did you play on that gig? No, I just joined the band. Okay. I, I, I'm not on any of the recordings or, or anything. I just, uh, um, I don't know, maybe... I don't know, three or four months ago. No shit. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, my first gig with them is at the end of May. Nice. And um, uh, it's with uh, uh, the band I was in um, that was called Blurring. Danny Loker was uh, the bass player in it. Yeah. And uh, um, you drummed in it, right? Yeah. I played drums in that. Mm-hmm. And that has the same guitar player that's in wald hexen now um so it's kind of a similar style and it also has the same singer that was in blurring as well he uh wald hexen singer moved out of town so then they got blurring singer and then now they got blurring's drummer so now we almost sound like blurring well i was uh, <laughs> i was uh pleasantly surprised because you know i've been a lethargy fan for so many years and Salako fan for so many years um to hear that style of music as a project presented for eric burke to be a part of um it it was just something that was a a cool little right hook for me because it's something like i love weird black metal you know yeah and 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 hear a dude from another weird realm of my uh listening you know, yeah, not yeah. career, but you know, just like the group of uh artists that I've accumulated over the years in my bubble to for you to be like, oh, I, I think he's really fucking sick over here. Oh shit, he's in this other really sick thing that totally is not at all like part of this, but you can adapt to that. And I yeah. love I love uh an artist that can uh, move like a chameleon through yeah i do his, my best with his the drums. i mean i grew up playing drums watching braun you know and braun i watched him go from being a, a a good drummer that i saw in his first band evisceration well it was his second band actually i think and uh i was like man that dude's gonna be good you know and mm-hmm. and then uh and then that band broke up and my band broke up and we hooked up and I got to see him. You could see his progression through the demos, you know, and while he played, I was trying to pick up little things that he was doing, you know, 
not right. not necessarily to the to the fierceness that he that he has but you know just like little things here and there and uh he gave me my first drum set it was you know he, when he got his new kit he gave me his old one which was great and and uh i always uh always uh, had a great fondness for death metal drummers because they're fucking amazing to watch you know i mean hell yeah uh, uh it's there's just uh you know i could watch killer guitar players all day mm-hmm. but uh something about a drummer and and uh um uh he has great style there's a lot of great drummers from this from this town that have uh that have done some pretty awesome things and uh everyone's had their own unique take on on uh on brutal drumming you know so it's uh, it's pretty sweet for sure yeah All i right. would chime in just you know go for it dude so is it is it Bran or Braun? Braun. Braun. Huge yeah. influence on me and through the Mastodon early Mastodon records. Um, and I got to catch them live on the Ozfest that they did in like 05, maybe. Oh nice. And uh so that was when I was fifteen years old. So that was around the time you're like maximally taking in stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, just the yeah, ability yeah. to just and I didn't actually hear Lethargy until this week, so it was cool to finally get to oh, hear nice. where he came from. So cool. I'm, yeah. trying, I'm, I'm trying to bring it to the youngins, Eric, dude. Oh, you know, slowly but surely. That's <laughs> if, okay. It's never if, never too late to come to the party. If you want me to check out your band, have Anthony invite them on the pod and I'll you know. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Dude, all right. This is fucking great, dude. So, Eric, I I love to ask this question to you. Um, think about the earliest moment, the memory that you can conjure up right now for us, where you're you're a child, and music really isn't something that's important to you yet, but something happens. You listen to something. Maybe it's Neil Diamond. Maybe it's somebody else that your parents are listening to in the house, but something happens to where it you're forced, your attention is forced towards it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. It pulls you out of whatever you're doing, and it's the the earliest melody or something you can think about that would have pushed you on the journey that you're on. It might even be Neil Diamond. I mean, I went. One of my earliest memories was being at this concert with my father, and it was in Buffalo. And Neil Diamond was playing America and had fucking cannons going off in the fucking auditorium or the the stadium or whatever the wherever it was, and it was so loud it was really close yeah. to where me and my father were sitting, and mm-hmm. it scared the shit out of me. Right, and uh, I went out just in the hallway, and. Uh, to get away from it because it was so loud and there was another woman out there and she was talking to me she goes it's so loud isn't it you know and i and i'm like yeah you know i, I mean it was something <laughs> like that you know to that mm-hmm. um but i always remember that and then a few years later i think it was in 82 was when jazz singer came out and i used to watch it all the time and the songs that are in the movie are uh they're fucking awesome and i used to know them inside and out and i would sing them all the time you know and uh uh, neil's melodies and his voice you know and and um i don't know there was just something about it that i got into and and i didn't necessarily get in 
to the music aspect of it, I guess. I guess it was more just uh, the story that was going on in the movie, and then all the songs that were built around it. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. Totally. So, and Aerosmith's "Dream On" it used to scare the fucking nice. shit out of me. What, what, what about it would scare you? Yeah, I just thought it was creepy. Like, I don't know. Maybe, like I, maybe I had a nightmare. It, it yeah, yeah. That, 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 it kind of is that, a haunting. It is. Pretty, pretty yeah. interesting. It lingers. When you're a kid, I don't know. Like I just have this image in my head. Screech. Something about that fucking thing. And there's like a fucking face. Maybe it's Steven Tyler's weird fucking face. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but He's got a weird face. Well, Dream I don't know. Like screaming too, kind of in it. So you're probably like, "What?" You know. I think yeah, he was going off. Maybe it was the first time I ever heard screaming like that. I don't even know. Yeah, but yeah. But, it, but it's a it's know, it's the only really Aerosmith song I got into. I guess. So I okay, yeah. Uh, so what were your parents? What was your parents' jam though? Like what 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 kind of stuff were they listening to that that you linked on to? Because everybody uh, has a few. You know. There's more my mom, my mom and my stepdad. They play like Kenny Rogers and fucking Gloria Stefan. I was into a lot of pop shit, you know. They were playing all that stuff. So was I. A man. little bit of country, a little bit of uh, a little bit of pop. Um, I'm trying to think of any names right now, and I can't. Uh, well, you I mean, know, it was like Rich. Already... It was all like soft rock shit, like Richard Marks and Air Supply, and and uh and i still love all that shit i got air supply in my playlist it's awesome nice yeah dude yeah. that's what it is we were talking nostalgia it's like something yeah, that yeah. just gets burned into you no matter how old you are it's still gonna oh i love it. 80s i love 80s oh, totally. pop and and uh, uh i've gotten into a lot more 70s stuff over the last 10 years i listen to a lot of r&b uh new and old dude something uh, about cindy lopper's voice still to this day it, it just hit something for me dude. she still sounds good she still Hell sounds yeah. good no yeah no dude i i totally feel it so okay but let's fast forward just a little bit so um the pops working for you and that's what like five six seven you're saying eight maybe that age I think so. Okay. Well, 82, so, I was nine years old. So 82, you're nine. Okay. Yeah. So let's but talk. I think about... I saw that show when I was around five, maybe six. When did you come across some people outside of the family that started having interest in music as well? You know, like when you start getting like, check this out. I, I know about this trading well, off the, stuff. I don't really remember. Uh, I don't know. A lot of shit was MTV, you know. I grew up on MTV. That's what's up. So, uh, you know, that's that's how... Uh, the one big breakthrough that I will always remember is was when I first heard uh, Metallica Slayer and DRI. And that was... Whoa. Uh, I forget. Uh, All in the was, same it, sitting? Yes. It was before Justice. It was after... Well, it was obviously after Puppets, before Justin, but it was um, uh, a friend of mine had a mixtape and he's like, dude, you got to check this out. And it, we listened to it all night long yeah, and just had no idea what it was 
you know, like, and my buddy had a fucking, uh, a Hondo Les Paul copy with a little shitty gorilla amp and he's trying to play the riffs along to it and he's fucking butchering it, but it was awesome. Cause we're just like, what is, it was, it was, <laughs> it, it's, it's, I remember it like it just fucking happened five minutes ago. It was amazing. Mm -hmm. It's one of those memories, dude. Obviously, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a real it core memory for you. Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, I think it was his Leper Messiah. I know it was five-year plan. I don't remember this. Slayer might have been piece by piece. I'm not sure. Hmm. But it kind all of sounds in familiar, one sitting, actually. too. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, was yeah. Slayer the most extreme sounding to you guys in that sitting? It. I don't think anyone stood out because all three of them sound foreign. At that yeah, they're point. all so yeah. foreign and they all sound so different from each other. Like it was just, I just remember being blown away by this tape and what it was and the amount of times we fucking wore it out. You know, it was, right. yeah, it was pretty, pretty awesome. That's so cool, dude. And, and it's so uh, frequent on this show to, hear people say it was something that we weren't ready for you know it, it, it our our brains just weren't equipped for it yet but yeah, there was something yeah. intriguing about it that made you guys go in for a second third fourth fifth thousandth yeah. round you know oh yeah yeah have That's you guys cool, checked out dude. that new metallica <laughs> i actually haven't but all I hear is people talking about the fucking snare. And I'm like, dude, it's old news. Let me just have yeah, my time news. with it. Yeah. 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 It well, actually, you can to it. that's cool. It kind of rules, dude. That's like, why I think that I, I just need to. I, I, it's funny that I'm letting everybody's uh, critique keep me from listening to it subconsciously like i haven't fully said you know what fuck I, i'm not gonna listen to it yeah. but i have not yet just because of all this backlash on the fucking snare tone i would yeah. say it's definitely the best since uh the black album like i think it's the best in like 30 years and i had this realization and i'm sorry if i'm on a metallica tangent but... yeah no it's all good so uh judas priest took a long break did Iron Maiden ever take a break? Maybe they didn't ever. But like Black Sabbath, kind of, you can count it as taking breaks when they don't have Ozzy. Casey, or, you Casey know, would have a confirmation on that. How long did they wait between I feel like My point is just that I feel like Metallica should have taken a break from like 93 or 4 until like 2004. And everything would have been great. It just, they, they needed a break and they never took one. Mm. And, uh, I don't know, because this is kind of like their firepower. Like Judas Priest just put out that one, and it's like good for a you know a bunch of sixty-some-year-olds. And like this new Metallica could be like considered that, but they just have so much shit in their discography that it's like you can't just put out one good one and wash yeah. that away, you know? So no, I, I hear know. you. That's I've had some thoughts about this. I just I'm airing them. That's all. <laughs> no, <I'm not> <laughs> I, I didn't really dig that Lux Eterna song too much. Like oh, I was, yeah. it wasn't like the worst song I've ever heard, but I just wasn't. <laughs> I, I was like not that taken by it whatever. yeah that one's not not but, the best by but i'm willing means. to listen to the rest of it and stuff and like yeah. i like the new megadeth that came out or like the there's some good shit on that like i don't know 
Yeah. But it's a yeah. completely different band. The first <laughs> yeah. few on the record are, are a lot better than the Lux Eterna song. That, that, that okay. Yeah. yeah. It has like a classic. The only thing is that Lars still, there's like so many riffs where it should be a ride symbol and he doesn't have one on his. It's always Lars, bro. Why like, is Res, he never had the ride. It's always Lars. <laughs> <laughs> it's always Lars. It was, yeah. Oh my God. Wait, so wait, he doesn't play with a ride? No, he hasn't had a ride symbol on his kit in, since like the 80s. Uh, somebody asked him why, and he has he answered it. I don't even know. So he did have a ride at some point. I think on Kill 'Em All he did, okay. and then yeah, wow. that kind of makes sense, right? I feel like there's like, like, hmm. Yeah, I've, I've had this discussion, but I haven't done my homework. Oh, someone knows. I yeah. knew that. Yeah. yeah, Ian could pop off on this. Yeah, Ian, I've never, I've never seen a picture of his drum set with a ride. Oh. Uh, Ian saying on Master 2, on battery, there is a ride symbol. Mm -hmm. Really? Cool. I didn't know that. <laughs> See? <laughs> Always good to have Ian in the chat, dude. Hey. <laughs> Shout out Ian. Huh. Ian rules. Oh, yeah. Ian totally rules. Yes, he does. All right. Let's get back to Eric, though. All right. So these are friends. You guys are passing. Or No, you guys discovered Metallica slayer and dri all in the same sitting that is yes. crazy to me bro so you guys went home and you took your homework home and what happened with each one of you guys after that situation well who knows i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well tell us about was, you then it was so long ago well i mean it was shortly after that that is i had a guitar show up in the mail from a finger hut catalog mm -hmm. and that's when the journey began so it was guitar first yes oh yeah yeah drums is uh just something i'm i'm a uh, just a poser i can play like three beats you know i got a <laughs> i got a bone crusher beat i got a cheater two two foot beat and a and you a, got a blast beat and a puka beat yeah you know Oh, <laughs> puka, <laughs> yeah, you know, puka, 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 <laughs> puka, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so the guitar shows up. That was your first uh, dive into playing music. Yeah, yeah, listening to it. Yeah, no, uh, nobody musical in the family, mom or dad. Nobody played an instrument. No. Mm -hmm. No. My mom wishes she could sing. That's she as wishes. close as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> I got a nephew right now that's uh, just turned 18 and he's a fucking shredder. No shit. So that's, that's been pretty sweet, you know, giving him, yeah. uh, uh, you know, throwing him a pedal here and there or giving him some shit or what's whatever, the, you know, what are his play. influences? What does he listen to? Uh, he's into a lot of thrash. He's into old school stuff. He's into a little bit of the new school stuff. He likes Megadeth a lot. Uh, he loves Metallica. Um, as far as some of the newer stuff, I think he's into Trivium. Nice. And, Shout out Alex Bent. We uh, know the drummer. Oh, nice. Uh, Death Angel, he likes a lot. Testament. Sick. Yeah, he's got a... Uh, he's growing up right. Nice. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So you grab that guitar out of the package. What's your feeling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was a piece of shit, and it was. Uh, <laughs> but obviously, I didn't know what I was doing, so it was okay. And and uh, it came with a little amp that didn't 
it didn't have any kind of distortion or anything. And uh, I didn't mm. know what the hell any of that shit was anyway. But the amp it came with, it had like two knobs. And one of them was uh, tremolo or tremolo, however you say it. And, and the volume, and it sounded like shit. And uh, it didn't sound like Eddie Van Halen, who was quickly <laughs> becoming my hero. And uh, mm-hmm. um, so shortly after that, I realized I needed to have an amp with distortion. So uh went to the house of guitars and got my first little PV combo amp with a, uh, what the hell was my first one? A red... BC Rich Rave Warlock. And I could get some good power chords out of that, and it sounded nice and crunchy. And that's where kind of uh, it started happening. I went and took some lessons to learn some cover songs. You Really Got Me, Crazy Train, you know, some of the basic shit. A little bit of Still in the Night. I love John Sykes on the White Snake record. Um, uh, and then after doing some lessons and learning some songs, I tried learning some, uh, I tried learning scales and shit like that. And then my teacher would be like ripping some shit in front of me. And I'm just like, damn dude, that's sick. And I, I don't know. There's something in the mechanics in my hand. I can't, I can't figure out the whole lead thing. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's been something that's kind of stumped me my whole, my whole guitar life, I guess. Mm-hmm. Just keep it below the fifth fret. <laughs> keep it brutal. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, lead having leads is yeah something to be you should have in your arsenal maybe, but it all depends on what you're doing, you know. And I think that like with your style of music, leads don't need to be there because. It's all just about riff on top of riff on top of riff. Yeah. You know, right. Just riffing, dude. It's just constant riffing with you. And that's what I love. Like I'm never. That's all I know, dude. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And, and, and I, you can appreciate that. Obviously leads are, are just like really, if we're talking about like a ice cream sundae, it's the stuff on top, you know? Oh the yeah, riffs, yeah. The riffs really got to be the main. The riffs in the drums, obviously, too. But you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, dude. If oh, you don't yeah. got riffs, you don't got shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. All right, but we're, we're I, I'm I'm commenting on further stuff down the timeline. Let's let's just keep going. So I want to get into high school <laughs> and all that stuff. You know. You got the guitar, and and so how long did that guitar last before you got another guitar? When did you start finding like-minded people that were also playing? Well, that was probably like 10th grade, I think. That was the first time I was, I think ninth grade, 10th grade is the first time I smoked weed. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was, we were, I was hanging out with these two other dudes, well, one this one other dude, John, and the the dudes that were maybe three, four years older than us, had a band, and they were in the neighborhood, and we knew that they were kind of like the fucking partiers, you know. These these are the dudes that are burning and drinking, right? And, 
and we were invited over to watch them play one time. And we hung out with them, and they packed up a steamroller. Mm. And this is going to be my first fucking head of weed. I mean, think about it. Out of a steamroller. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. (laughs) Uh, But I fucking take this steamroller, and I try and take a hit of it, and I don't put my hand over the back. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you're just sucking air, and they all fucking laughing. Like, oh, dude, you got to put your hand over it. I put my hand over it. And then I fucking proceeded to die. The <laughs> fucker was coming out of every fucking hole in my head. It was ridiculous. I think I was not throwing up, but I was drooling all over the place. Yeah. And I was obviously high as fuck. Oh, yeah. And it has proceeded to, you know, I'll be 50 in a couple months. So, Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> but, so- uh, in that in that moment, so you're saying you're with these people, you smoke a you take a big old hit, you, you blast off to fucking planet zero. Yeah. And then and then what music is there music involved in that night? Well, these these guys start jamming. We're not jamming yet. Uh-huh. Uh but it's around it's around that time that like I used to go over a buddy of mine, his name was Brian Taylor. And he had this sick-ass Kramer guitar, and me and him would just jam in his garage. We'd just play riffs and just whatever it was. He, we, he'd rip a lead. I'd rip a lead. We'd both rip leads. We didn't know what, what, what the fuck we were doing, but we had amps that had distortion, and it was sick. And then I met these two dudes, John and Wally. And John played drums, and Wally played bass. And... Uh, we started jamming. I think I was in. Uh, this might jump. Maybe maybe this might be when I'm a senior. Okay. And uh, uh, my first band was called MOA, the Mercenaries of Anarchy. <laughs> oh shit! Serious fucking business. Up, yes. Man, the three letter names with the dot dot dots <laughs> in between. Yes. Good yes. shit. Plenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that was the first band, and it was the three of us, and uh, I think it was our first show was in a comic book store at midnight in in a suburb uh, outside of Rochester, and uh, it was awesome. We played Slayer and Metallica songs, and the second show we played, we played at a middle school dance at another suburb. That turned into a fucking mayhem. These kids were fucking wild, <laughs> and uh, um, we what went. What kind in there of songs just, are you playing at this dance? Well, that's what was weird. We went in there playing like "Knocking on Heaven's Door," mm-hmm. and you really got me because I had that one. You know, <laughs> uh, uh, there's a couple other rock and roll ones, um, but then there was some eighth grader they had a slayer shirt on and he goes come on i want to slam play slayer and we just looked at each other like this kid rules dude and we and we played uh we used to play the a christ kind of Mm -hmm. it was we got through it but it was you know it probably wasn't the greatest Mm -hmm. uh i'm trying to we played a couple other songs too that were a little more i think it was a couple metallica songs. we used to play four horsemen uh Minus the lead. Uh, 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. We used to play a skating rink. We played a skating rink a few times. Big fight broke out one time. It was pretty sweet. We got kicked out. Felt we felt bad, you know. Were the people on skates when they were fighting? No, that would have been really cool though. That would have been sick. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> we played a heaven and hell show at a skating rink before with a with a uh, a Jesus band. And uh they were called uh Holy Saint. Oh, and we shit. were obviously the hell band. We used to, because after we were MOA, we turned our, uh, we got a lot heavier because we were a little thrashy. And then we got heavy when uh, Obituary and DSI Cannibal Corpse came out and started kicking our ass. Then we, uh, you know, we got heavier. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. um, uh, man, dude, listen to that DSI record the first time, that first one. It scared the shit out of us. We didn't know what we were listening to. It was fucking awesome. It's the same moment, thing that you guys felt with that one day where it's, oh, it that's, scared the shit. Music, right? yeah, music always fucking works wonders, man. Right, the shit, just like I feel fucking extra. I, I don't know what it is. Half the time, I'm some of the shit makes me fucking weep. Sometimes it's fucking weird. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, it it, no, gets, it, you, it, it it runs deep. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I don't want know what it to it hit me that hard. I want it. Yeah, I yeah. want it to uh, take control of my emotions and then be in it and be like, "Holy shit, dude! I yeah, that wasn't me. That was something else." You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is me, and and it it's something that's it's just um, you know surfacing some things you know obviously for any ever we all have existential angst and all that shit that we bury down every day to just fucking pay the bills and and do and fulfill all the archetypes we're supposed to be um but in reality there's certain if you're um if something conjures up an emotion in me that the, and and I I'm feel like I'm out of control with it. Uh, I think that like I it's just something that I've been letting simmer for a while that needs to just boil over a little bit, you know. And and music can definitely do that for me. I love listening to sad music, dude. I love listening to sad music. Isn't that crazy? I've said right it before there, on the show. right there with you. <laughs> oh dude i i'm deep deep i i can get into this crazy realm where i'm just totally listening to depressing sad music and totally feeling it and yeah. but i don't i'm not a depressive person you know what i'm saying like there's just certain as there's certain things that we need to feel and a yeah. lot of people bury those things down and music can just naturally just say fuck it dude i don't care if you're gonna bury that down i'm gonna yeah. take it right out of you dude <laughs> get ready to put it right on the sleeve dude you're you're gonna <laughs> wear it right on the sleeve uh, right now always always yeah and and i love that so yeah i i totally feel that and all right again timeline so i want to know when when you are at a point where you're writing when were you starting to write your own riffs and when how long after that did you start playing with other humans for real like like 
I mean, obviously cover band, cover songs and all that stuff, but when did yeah. originals start to come up? That was more probably when we had a couple originals when we were called MOA and they were kind of thrashy. And uh, um, actually, no, we had a we had a demo. We had a we had a six song demo, and it's kind of a cross between thrash and death metal a little bit. And I was actually doing a lot of leads on it, and uh, uh, that's when I used to think I could kind of just I just would go for it. And they actually weren't too bad. I listened to it uh, not too long ago, actually. And uh, um, but uh, those tunes were good. But when we started, when we turned into Matricor and then we went from a four piece back to a three piece, um, we got a lot heavier and that's when things got uh, weirder. Um, mm -hmm. uh, like, uh, you know, we started writing tunes that, uh, that weren't typical, that, that were just a winding road of riffs, you know, where nothing repeats and everything just kind of, you know plays three times and then he changed and then he changed and then he, you know, and, and the song is like five, five and a half minutes long and there's about 15 riffs in it. Yeah. And, and we were like, kind of, we wrote a tune or two like that and we really liked it. And we were like, wow, this is kind of cool that it's a little different than what we're doing. So uh, let's, let's stay on this. And we recorded a demo and, and uh, then we had some newer stuff that was really cool. And then we broke up. And right after that, I tried out for Baphomet that was out of Buffalo. The the Baphomet? Yeah, they the had... Uh, yeah, yeah, the Dead Shall Inherit. Oh, shit, yeah. I fucking and love that record, dude. It, it, yeah, dude, that record is fucking awesome. And I used to see him play a bunch back then. And uh, they... Uh, I think they had... They were a five-piece for a minute. And then... Uh, I had the opportunity uh, to try out and I learned probably about 90% of the record and I'm pretty sure I was playing it pretty good. Mm -hmm. I went up, I went up there. I think, I think Gary and Rick, is it Rick? Fuck. I forget. I forget. I know it's, I know it's Gary. I definitely have been smoking too much weed to have that right there for yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I forget the guitar player's name. But I don't know. I think they were, maybe they were annoyed with me or something. I don't know. But I went up there and, and hung out with them for a night. And and the guitar player and bass player wouldn't come in the room Weird. when I was jamming with the drummer. And I it didn't make any sense. They just went in the, and played pool. And I was like, what hmm. the fuck is going on? Yeah. And I played, we played, me and him just went through tunes and then I left and that was it. And nothing ever happened. And right after that was when Braun called me and said, yo man, my shit's done. Let's do something. And we got together. So when he said his shit's done, what did he do? He was, was in a he band doing? called, a, he was in a band called evisceration. Okay. Which is kind of like, uh, is is real heavy uh kind of like it was kind of heavy groove death metal it was good real good shit yeah yeah okay so then he hits you up so 
real quick, let's just how did you know Brand pre- previously? Did you already mention that? Uh, I met him. I think Matchacore played in his basement. Uh, Braun used to have. Uh, Braun, sorry. Uh, that's okay. Uh, he uh, he had a lot of friends. Um, I mean, back then uh, he's got a million, but uh, back then he had a lot of friends, and I think it was his it was either his birthday party or his graduation party, and he had a he had a he had a crazy party basement, probably four or five bands. Everyone downstairs, big circle pit, death metal going the whole time. Upstairs, all the jocks and preps mm-hmm. from from school. Everyone's partying, everyone's drinking, everyone's smoking. Uh, it's uh, uh, it it was silly, and Machacore played there. So I think that's kind of how I got to know Braun, and I saw him play with his band. So um, I was just like, damn man, that dude's good. You know, my band broke up, his band broke up, and we did talk a little bit loosely, you know, like, oh, man, it'd be cool if we jammed sometime. Right. You know, and then it happened. Boom. So um, how long, uh, and what year was that? Because what was it, 92 you guys did the first demo? I think that was 92, yeah. So it wasn't even a year before you guys did the demo. I think Lost in This Existence demo was '93. Oh, okay. Sorry. So I could I, not... I could be wrong. I, I'm, I'm no, my I, timeline's I, a little hazy too. Dude, but uh, dude, I I don't like that. don't quote me on shit, dude. I I'm trying to <laughs> hold on to everything that I've accumulated. <laughs> yeah. I can't I can't get past this this idea of a party that has a death metal show in the basement while it's like a bunch of doc, jocks upstairs. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm telling you, it was a scene that was like, that's part of the like the the, the best part of the story, you know, is the, the dynamic because you would go upstairs and it's a completely different story. You go downstairs, everyone's in black and leather, and and but everyone is fucking partying. It was awesome. That's that's Brian? like you get that you get that experience like at a at like a venue where they're like hosting like a 80s night in the other room or something yeah yeah but at a a house that sounds pretty ridiculous so yeah yeah he sounds like somebody who just is uh you know accepted by a lot of oh yeah yeah you know ron's always been very friendly yeah yeah kind of yeah that's how i felt in high school too like i played football but i also was down with the stoners and the metal kids and 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 after I stopped playing football, I was still friends with the football players throughout everything. You know, it, you just, I just like to hang out with people, dude. When that's I, really what it is, dude. When yeah. I saw you're cool. Macedon last year, uh, uh, Brent Braun comes up after the set. He just like goes out to the front microphone and just like chats it up for a little while. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He likes to get personal with the crowd, man. He's yeah. he's. He's done that here, you know, whenever they come through here, he always, he always comes and says something on the mic about how he's from here. And, and, and it's, and it's awesome. You know, he gets a good, a good, uh, a, yeah. a, a good roar about, for, about it. And it's, it feels good. It's cool. He's got that like Dave Grohl energy of being like the drummer yeah. frontman combined thing. Yeah. Yes, he does. He does. Mm-hmm. So Eric, tell me about, well. um, tell me about when you guys got together and, it ban- both bands broke up um 
you had your ideas he had his ideas you mm-hmm. guys came together and, and what were those ideas like what were your in what were your main influences at that time like what what was the shit that you guys just came together on like yes this is the shit right here well i mean it was all the brutal death metal at that point it was it was the it was the big guys you know yeah i mean i can i can hear gore guts in there a lot definitely you know? yeah definitely I, yeah, that, I went. I went and hung out with Gorguts when when I was in Matricor. Uh, Matricor opened for Gorguts Cannibal Corpse tour. Uh, I think it was Butcher to Birth tour, and uh, with Atheist. And my girlfriend, a couple days before the show, threw my guitar out the door, and smashed the headstock. That cunt. Fuck. And uh, so, being a young, stupid kid. I went to play this show with no guitar and was just hoping that I would be able to just ha- find one to play. And I met Luke and uh, uh, loving considered dead. I met Luke and he let me use his flying V. Wow. And uh, we saw that two or three times that week. And then um, uh, we exchanged information and then me and the two guys in my band and Alex from Cannibal Corpse got in the car for a weekend and drove up uh, to Sherbrooke from where he lives and hung out in their jam space wow. uh, and where Luke lives. And we spent the weekend there and just like fucking hung out and partied and watched them jam. And uh, I got a video of it somewhere uh, in storage. And uh, it's pretty fucking cool, actually. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, I had to rewind that. It just popped in my head. No, it's all good. Those, <laughs> those are the things we would we love to hear on this show, dude. Yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of this thing is to find those those little uh, tidbits that yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of people would know about, dude. And and it it's really cool for me as just a listener to hear the influence from those guys in your early work because, like I had told you previously. Um, I think I said it, I don't think I said it on the uh, episode, but, you know, going through CDs at a, at a record store and, and flipping through every single one to try and find one of those gems and, and it's hard to write with, uh, a little hand was one of those gems for me. And also that moved me towards purchasing the double disc uh lethargy discography yeah yeah cd and and that too totally just opened up my eyes because all i had heard up until that point was that um it's hard to write record and then going into your past and and actually seeing where uh your influences were back in the early, early nineties. And I'm like, Holy shit, dude, you could totally tell these guys started as death metal kids. Oh yeah. But you know, eventually they found other aspects of about music that they wanted to incorporate in the stuff they were making, you know? Yeah. So, so the lost 
lost is it lost in existence lost in this existence in this existence excuse me and then mm -hmm. all right so you guys put those songs together and put the demo out how long before how what was what was the the gigging situation while that demo is out where you did you get out of new york at all on that demo uh not our first show was in niagara falls there okay. was a, a festival going on up there because uh up in buffalo and niagara falls the fucking death metal scene up there used to be insane really uh death metal and hardcore yeah there was there was a ton of bands and the shows were crazy and the locals the local shows actually local shows in Rochester too were were insane mm -hmm. um uh but our first show we played three songs and we weren't booked on the show there was like six bands and it was a mix of uh we were really into the New Jersey scene as well uh, and I think Demonacy from New Jersey was on it and I don't know if Human Remains was on it. Uh, I, f I forget. But Grotesque Infection was on it. I don't know. This fucking band. Sorry. Uh, but um, we managed. We were like, look, you know, I got this new project. I had a lot of friends playing. I was like, you think uh, we brought our guitars? You think we could just squeeze on and, you know, someone could set up? We could just use your shit and play three songs and. And, uh, gee, I'd never try and say that these days, uh, but, uh, um, uh, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, no problem. I was like, we'll be quick. We won't do anything crazy, you know? And, uh, we played three songs. I broke a string on the last song. It was just fucking ridiculous. And, uh, but our, but the response was great. And, uh, so we were really high off it, you know? And, uh, a couple of the guys in uh, corpse were there cannibal corpse and uh and uh i had made friends with them when i was in uh matricor i uh we made uh became friends with jack and then we met uh, some of the other guys through him and uh uh so at this show uh, jack approaches jack and alex approach me and say hey we're uh uh, we're thinking about uh, moving to Florida and uh, we're going to need another, uh, an another guitar player. I'm like, what do you mean? And they loosely explained what was going on. And uh, they wanted me to join the band. Mm -hmm. And I was uh, really blown away. But at the time, I was really high off my band yeah. and, uh, and I didn't want to move. Uh, I was, Oh fuck. How old was I there? I was probably 92, 93. So I was 19, 20 years old. And That's I didn't, wild, dude. yeah, I didn't want to move. Um, so obviously I didn't. And, uh, and, uh, and Rob got it. Um, but that was insane because the whole drive home, uh, everyone is in my car. I used to have a Ford Taurus and I had me and five other people in my car. It was a 90 Ford Taurus. It was fucking giant <laughs> and we're all in it and it didn't have heat. So you had to have the vent 
like the heat on, you know, and then as long as you're driving, there'll be some heat coming out of that fucking thing. Right. But but the windows are fogging up and it's and I'm telling these dudes, I go, you guys aren't gonna believe what happened tonight. And I told them about talking to those guys, and then they all felt like they felt awful because they felt like they were uh, in the way or holding me back from making mm. that decision. I said, no, no. I said, don't worry about it. I said, it's okay. You know, it's, I, yeah. I'm really, uh, you know, I'm really high on this. I, I really want to, you know, let's do this. You know, we're jamming, dude. Let's, you know, those guys are moving. I don't know if I want to move. So, yeah. And, you know, uh, Florida's scary. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so then from that point, do you, do you just, yeah, you obviously decide that you're just going to focus on what you're already doing. Yeah. Lethargy was it, man. And then lethargy went in the nineties and, um, yeah. 99 was what your last, you guys call that show. 99? Yeah. Yeah. Cause, um, we, we wouldn't we weren't active all the time braun occasionally would go out to martha's vineyard and work for a summer yeah and uh um you know and then then he left and uh i think he did that for a couple summers and then uh those guys left and did the today's the day thing for a bit and then uh came home and we recorded those last lethargy songs that are the first ones on the discography yeah and uh um Fuck, I forgot what I was just going to say. We were just uh, talking about uh, 99. And, oh, yeah, and the last show. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the last show was on Christmas of 99 at uh, at our favorite place here called the Bug Jar. And it was okay. insane. It was pretty awesome. So you guys already obviously decided before that show, we're just going to, this is going to be the last hurrah type deal yeah yeah those guys yeah because those guys came home and they already had the uh they already kind of had a little bit of a game plan you know that they were going to move to atlanta and mm -hmm. and uh and, and and find some dudes to jam and right uh, um so yeah that was the thing was to get uh at least get our last tunes together and uh get them recorded and we got them uh we got them i think we recorded them like two days after the show and then those guys moved like a day or two after that or something. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah. So how long after that do you decide to put the Sulaco stuff together? Because that was that your, your the next project for you? Yeah. Or did there you was do another one? Yeah. When, well, when those guys were in Today's the Day, there's a, a band from here called Mungbean Demon that was playing and they were a four piece and I wound up join, joining them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, Lon who plays bass in Salaka with me, he was in that band and, uh, that's how I got to know him. And, uh, uh, that was like a mix of like every genre. The singer yeah. had a crazy ass, scream that would sound a little kind of seth putnamy but then mm. he, he he had these cleans that he would sing but it, it it's but the style of music isn't is it wasn't like a 
like a metal chorus, like sing scream thing. It wasn't like that. Right. Was, the the music style is much different, and uh, um, it was quirky. Uh, it was rocky. It was heavy. Um, uh, so Sounds I did like, that. I did that for a couple of years. Sounds and, like I'd love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Mung, Mung Bean is great. I think this shit's all online too. Probably on YouTube. All that shit, you know, YouTube gets everything. Nice. I love these so I can go back to figure out all the shit that, because that's the whole thing about the show too, real quick. I'm not going on a side tangent, but I'm just yeah. going to say the talking to you, Eric, and talking to all everybody else that we've talked to, these are the exact things that you can't find it on your Wikipedia's or your fucking yeah. Encyclopedia Metallium or whatever it is. You know, it's like, yeah. especially with you, dude, like they list so many things on there and then still everybody's like, check out this thing, check out this thing. And it's not there. I'm like, this hey, I'm underground. Not, <laughs> not all my shit up. gets out, you know. That's what's up, dude, and I love that. Yeah. I, that that's makes things exciting. Still, you yeah, know? you gotta yeah. actually know what you're looking for to find it. Yeah, exactly. I forgot where we were just talking about before. I just went on that stupid thing. <laughs> oh, what was it? Oh, I was on Mung Bean Demon. Okay. And then after, and then. Before Salako, I was also I was playing drums in a band called Calabas. Yep, um, another and, Willow Tip band. Yeah, Willow Tip, and we had a split on Relapse with a band called Rune. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was probably when my drumming was at its best. Uh, it was we we had some fast stuff that was pretty cool, and those guys wrote insane riffs, and um, it was it, it was pretty noodly stuff. Uh, we did a few tours, um, and uh, when did you get a kit and start playing? Um, well, I had bronze old kit, and I think that's what Calabas started with, but it was falling apart, and it was old, and it was shit. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, uh, we did our early shows. My cousin bought this brand new Premier drum set. He didn't know how to play. He just had some money and he wanted to play. So he went and bought this nice fucking kit, great hardware and cymbals. And he said, look, if you'll let me set up the drums every time you guys play, he goes, you can use my drums. I was like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? These drums are mint. I'm going to destroy them. I don't even know what I'm doing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, uh, but he did. And, uh, um, and, and, and it was awesome for a little while. Uh, and then we went away on a weekend. And uh, there was six of us, seven of us. We, we had a gig in Columbus or Cincinnati. Columbus, Cincinnati. One of those. And we're driving back through, coming through Cleveland. And it was 3.30 in the morning. My cousin was driving. Three of us were sleeping on the back bench, and then there's four captain's chairs. Everyone's in there. I think he falls asleep, and we all wake up to the van swerving, mm -hmm. and the van flips upside down, flips around, and goes into the grassy median between the right uh, between the root. You know, fuck. Uh, it was pretty insane. Yeah, so we all 
kick out the side door and fucking crawl out. It was fucking wild, man. So you kicked and, out uh, the door while you were up, upside down? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. I mean, you know, kicked it open. It was like, it didn't no, I know, much. but you guys are like hanging. Yeah, in yeah it was upside down. Yeah, a couple of the guys were in, were in seatbelts. The three of us, we were laid in the back like fucking sardines. And we were just bouncing around as the fucking van flipped around all over each other. So that was that was fun. Nobody got <laughs> hurt except for uh, I think Jody, the guitar player, fucked up one of his fingers uh, a little bit, and I think my friend Clint might have hurt himself a little bit. Uh, nothing, nothing it's crazy though. Common thing though, dude, when it comes yeah, to like, yeah. touring, and you know, driving conditions yeah. is one, but two, like I I know so many times where I've been on tour and I was dozing at the wheel oh yeah Yeah. and we're just uh, we have to like succumb to being in that environment because we have to get to the next show we have to fucking we can't stay here we have to get on the road you know yeah i used to be the overnight driver when calabas toured and uh um and pat our singer would stay up with me and everyone else would sleep and uh, we would stop and get a 12 pack of Mountain Dew and trucker speed and any kind of thing that would fucking keep us high. Right. And uh, a couple of those drives that we did, there was one time I did a 16 hour drive and I felt like I was out of my mind. And mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it was, it was quite the experience. Uh, I, I, it, we were driving through Arizona and I just remember having, the the gas pedal on the van was completely to the floor and it was just me and pat are just like screaming losing our minds we're just like <laughs> jacked out of our fucking heads going what the fuck are we doing and these guys are all sleeping and it didn't i don't know it's just fucking nuts man it's just, i don't yeah, know I'm, just, I'm, I'm having crazy flashbacks man so. i lost my mind on a, i lost my mind on a, a road in canada because I don't know what highway or whatever we were on, but it was miles and miles of just a straight fucking road, dude. Yeah. And when you drive on just a straight road at night, headlights, things are flowing past you, but it's all in the dark. It just, it gets this weird hypnotic, like, oh yeah. Hallucinogenic feeling to it, dude. Like, Things get weird. Oh yeah, very weird. If you have a lack of sleep, if if it's like, because I remember, what, I'm thinking about being in that position of the night driver. Yeah. Load out. You're done. Two a.m. You got to. Yeah. Fuck. Who's gonna be driving after all of that? It was me at this one time in Canada. I drove from like two to six or seven, and I and I watched the sun come up, and you just feel like a fucking. You just feel like you're oh, not yeah. human it's, no, it's, no. it's like you're a you're outside of your reality driving um, does do that man it does yeah mm-hmm. but i did have uh in the side realm my my co-pilot was watching uh team america so i could hear it <laughs> nice <laughs> i could hear nice it word, gary <laughs> get some peripheral of that while i was driving Hell. Still fucking oh, yeah. in my mind, dude. <laughs> that would keep me awake i'd be laughing 
I, I definitely didn't fall asleep because yeah, yeah, I was laughing at the audio, but still at the same time, your visuals of like just the same road. All right, enough of that though. All right, so all right, um, Solaco, when did that get born? And wait, what? sorry, there's oh. a question about as the world burns. Uh, which was oh, a part yeah. of the discography. Over as the world burns, one of your record, uh, one of your bands, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what uh, I think was before. What the fuck did I say? Did you pass over as the world burns? Yeah, I did. Ninety ninety eight. Uh, no, I wasn't split. in that version. Though I was, I was in. Uh, uh, I was in as the world burns for two seconds, but I couldn't play it because. The old the old drummer had fast feet. I don't have fast feet. My feet are shit. So yeah. uh, that's how Calabas was born. Because uh, I was gonna do as the world burns, but and we were jamming, and we geared Calabas more towards my strengths, you know, as a drummer. So that's mm. I'm just yeah. I've never had good feet. I've never had fast feet. Okay. Yeah. I just just wanted to catch that comment from Grindoscopy. <laughs> Grindoscopy. Mm -hmm. Thanks, buddy. Um, uh, but yeah, what was I going I was just, I was saying, um, Sulaco. So Sulaco, yeah. Well, I was jamming with Lon and Mungbean Demon, and uh, and when Lethargy folded and Mungbean folded, I loved jamming with Lon. His 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 bass sound was a lot different. Um, I loved jamming with Adam and Lethargy. But yeah. Lon just had bigger, bigger sound, a bigger presence on stage. Uh, uh, so I wanted to, and I wanted to do something heavier than Lethargy, uh, something with some more double bass and and uh, a little, maybe a little grindier. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we started trying out drummers around around the town. Uh, one of them was Timmy Timmy Young, and mm -hmm. uh, um, shout out. Yeah, we love Tim. Hell yeah! W one of the Rochester alum that are, uh, you know, that are fucking awesome. Totally, yeah, he's been on the show and he totally repped the Rochester scene when he was on. Oh, nice! Yeah. Fuck yeah, dude! His old band Windbreed was awesome, man. I fucking seen that kid play when he was like thirteen. <laughs> it was fucking <laughs> awesome, man. Thirteen-year-old doing blast beats is pretty fucking sweet. Hell yeah! yeah. Um. But uh, fuck no, I don't even. I got sidetracked. Uh, so, Sulaco and yeah, yeah. We so we started trying out drummers, and um, we were trying out all different kinds of drummers. We were trying out rock drummers, hardcore drummers. We just we weren't sure what we were doing. But I had two songs off that first demo. I had I had one of them with a few riffs, and uh, I was just showing each drummer, you know, and seeing if they dug it or not, and. Uh, um, but I, I really wanted who we have, Chris Golden. I love all the other dudes because I'm actually very good friends with all of them still. And, um, uh, but Chris just had this style. He was playing in a band called Within, and uh, he's a fucking crusher. You know, oh, I'd yeah. always sit behind him when, when Within would play. I'd always sit behind him and watch him. Um, yes. And I was like, fuck, man. I see my riffs all over this dude's beats. I was like, I gotta, 
know, I, but I but I didn't want to interfere in his band too. You know, I I wanted to make sure he could do more than one thing. But mm -hmm. you know, but mm -hmm. but I wanted him. I, I was I was jealous a little bit maybe. But uh, yeah, um, but when it came to asking him, he was down, and um, we did our four song demo. Uh, at, at Watchman Studio in Lockport with my buddy Doug, who I've recorded a million times with. I love you, Doug. And uh, Doug. Um, uh, we recorded our first demo up there, uh, just banged it out. Um, Doug did a great job on it, and Relapse loved it, and they put it out. I don't know that, if they loved it. They liked it. And, and the they purple put it out. Cover, the purple cover one? Yeah, it's like purple, yeah. blue. Yep. It's in my truck yeah. right now, dude. Yeah, yeah, the four so song. Copy. And I want to shout out Chris as well because his drumming is one of the my favorite parts of listening to Salaka for sure. Oh hell yeah, yeah, he's awesome, man. I I love uh, I love whenever we play a gig and the camera is on him and I'm able to see some footage of of him, you know. Yeah, I, mean, dude, I watch I, I, I watch him at practice too, but I like to see him in a live in a live feel, you know. I recently uh, I recently was watching some stuff, you know, getting ready for the show and uh a sick drummer magazine um footage of Chris was something that I watched this week and I had a great fucking time watching him play. He nice. he definitely is a a unique player and you yeah. can see it in his style and 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 some of the stuff that he pulls off i'm like holy shit dude that came out of nowhere you know yeah. and yeah. and you wouldn't and it would hit while you're listening to salaka but at the same time it hits different while you're watching him execute it you know yeah yeah so he shout out chris dude damn right from the beginning the that's crazy dude and so it's just like oh dude that's the guy and you were totally fucking right <laughs> yeah yeah we got we got lucky we got and then and and and, and then becoming uh his friend over this whole time you know salako has been a band now i think i think this is year 21 and um uh you know we're all very close so like i i i love these guys so much so it's 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 a it's special band you know and, and then the stuff you know we're a little we could be a little slow when it comes to writing and stuff but when everything comes together and we record it's 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 a it's pretty awesome man yeah dude and that's not what it's all about it doesn't matter about how long it takes dude uh between i get impatient sometimes though. That's yeah it. everybody does <laughs> but i'm just saying it, it's like it, it getting it the way that you guys really want it to be before you release it into the wild you know that's how it is with with writing the riffs man I play mm -hmm. my guitar a lot, and and it it takes a while to. Uh, a lot of stuff gets thrown away, you know. Yeah, and, and a, lot, a lot of demos, a lot of time writing riffs, and then I and then I, one day I listen to it, and it's like no, and then it all goes, <laughs> and then it just hits delete, just like Lars's dad in that movie. <laughs> I hit delete. <laughs> <laughs> But when you finally get it to the point where you don't want to hit delete, that's it's a special <laughs> moment. That's when yeah. I can't wait to share it with my guys. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Totally, dude. So, um, 
talk let's talk about some tours and stuff that Salaka did when things started rolling for that band. Well, there's oh, some cool we, stuff that happened. We did um well, we've done one big tour that was about maybe three and a half weeks, I think. We went around uh went around the US. Um, uh, I think we uh what did we do? We went straight uh straight west and then down the coast. And then back around the bottom, and then uh, I think when we were we did some shows in Texas, and then uh, went straight straight home. From who'd Texas. you guys Who'd you guys go out with? Conifer. Was who? What are they? Conifer. Like? They were um, a little bit neurosisy, maybe. I'm I'm not sure who who to compare them to, but they they were fucking awesome. Yeah. Um. They were out of. Uh, it was a Portland, Maine, I think. Okay. Um, great guys. Uh, we had a great time with them. We were on most of the shows, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but that we, we did that, and then we did this, and then we're mostly weekend warriors. Um, yeah. Just getting out and doing a little bit of that, and and that's right around the time that I. That's the same year that I joined Nuclear Assault. So, yeah, that's a cool fucking situation too, so, dude. So that, yeah, so that that kind of took off in a big way. Like my first uh, Calabas was playing at Danny Loker's uh, wedding reception, which Whoa. was at CBGB's. Sick. There was ten bands, and uh, uh, Calabas was on. I think we might have played first. Um, and then I met Danny after, and the woman that he married is an old friend of mine. Uh, I've oh. known Heather since uh, when I was playing in Matricor, and we'd be playing at uh, you know a local bar or whatever. And um, there was always a few metal chicks that hung out that were part of the scene, and Heather was part of that. And she was getting married to Dan, or she did just get married to Dan, but. Uh, and they were living in New York, but they were going to relocate to Rochester and nuclear salt was getting back together. So she dropped my name to Danny as a potential player. And, um, I accepted, but you know, I told him, I said, Hey, I'm a, I'm a rhythm player. I'm not a lead player, you know? Yeah. And, uh, he's like, well, come over and we'll jam a little bit and we'll just see what happens. And, uh, you know, so I go over there, we burn a little bit and, and then, uh, uh, you know, we run through a tune or something, and then I just kind of fucking take a shit all over my neck, you know. And <laughs> and he and he goes, he goes, oh, he goes, that's cool, man. <laughs> if, I can, <laughs> if you know Lilker, Lilker's he's he's awesome, and he doesn't sweat much. So like he, you know, he's yeah. just like, yeah, dude, that'll fucking work, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm very self conscious about that shit, and and and. The whole time I was in Nuke, I I love playing those riffs, man. But me trying to play a fucking Lee, there's just something about it. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah. And uh, you know, in the last last five years, they were a little better. Mm-hmm. But uh before that, I mean, I joined Nuke in two thousand two. In two thousand three, the all of a sudden we were on tour with Exodus. Death Angel, Testament, 
Yeah. <laughs> all these fucking bands with major league shredders. Major league. Dude. And yes. And I'm like, dude, Gary Holt is one of my fucking heroes. Yeah. And going on a tour, watching him play, and then I have to play, like, it, it even really if we're sense. before, I'm just like, man, I felt like shit <laughs> every day. And it's something that has always lingered. And it's been awful. And uh, but I love the party though. So it's been it's been a weird right. back and forth for 20 years because I love those songs. I grew up on them and they paved uh, it's a big influence on my writing is nuclear salt stuff. That's uh, all my thrash shit comes from them. Right. And uh, and that's before I was in the band. And um uh it's it, it but yeah, the pain of doing that was it was awful. Do you but, think uh, that it's like that that you had them in such a high regard before you became um, a member because they were already you know so influential before you got the gig? Well, since that set up for you, do you think that it would be like you'd never get to the point where you think you got? To that actual level you know just because of what's set in your mind like whether or not you're actually capable more likely than not if you would have that aside of you but i'm saying like just having that always in the back of your mind like this is nuclear assault like you'll never you know what i'm saying like yeah there were a bunch of years that that I didn't feel worthy. And there were a lot of fans that did not like me being in Anthony's spot. And believe yeah. me, I heard it. Some of them told me to my face <laughs> mm-hmm. and I just had to smile and laugh it off, you know, which is, right. you know, but it was expected. It's not like I didn't think it wasn't going to happen. Totally. So, you know, I mean, Anthony had this, this level of shred that when he went into a lead, it's, it, you know, they're memorable. I can, you know, and, 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 and they're manic. And it's like, uh, it's just, it's just, it's not for me. Totally. <laughs> no, nah, for sure, dude. I mean, that filling somebody else's giant shoes, you know, it's just, tough, man. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that. <laughs> we actually can, dude. <laughs> yeah. I stepped into the Severed Savior gig with that already rolling, too. And that was some shoes to fill, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I have caught some people who have been like oh dude dusty's better or whatever you know but it's just like hey dude hey i'm the current vocalist and that's what it is that's that's (laughs) how it is yeah that's i mean i was like dude i'm sorry man i don't know (laughs) i was like it was like that with brutal truth too man they didn't like that i wasn't gurn i was like well dude i don't know man i'm just trying to represent Fuck, man! I love brutal truth. That's why I'm here. Fuck, man! You like it too, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> dude. Doing my best, dude. I don't know. Totally, dude. And it, I mean, if we're gonna be honest, dude, uh, my favorite Loker project is Brutal Truth. You know? Fuck yeah, it's mine too, dude. That, I love Brutal Truth. That's that's such a great fucking band, dude. And yeah. um, I would be honored to be a part of it, so that whether or not there was people talking shit you had the experience dude oh yeah 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 it didn't it it didn't matter i was i I had a little bit of thick skin because i was in nuke already for a few years when i joined uh 
uh, Brutal. I joined Brutal, I think, in, I think it was 2006. And, uh, uh, you know, and then we started, we, we did a bunch of shows for a little bit and, and then wrote that record in 2009. And that's, that was a really, really special uh, moment for mm -hmm. me because that's the first time any of my records, uh, anything I've ever done recorded has been on a, a, a bigger level where it's been uh, been able to be heard on a, on, a, on more of a worldwide level, you know. So totally. it, was, it was really special to me. And I had a, a, a good part in the writing and, um, and my guitar tone on it is sweet. And yes. I like the mix and I just, it's just, it's, 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 it's pretty cool. I love the tunes. It's, it's, it's wild. Totally dude. And, and yeah, I love it as a person who is a fan of brutal truth before you became a part of it. I love that addition to the discography, all the live stuff that I've seen with you in the band. I enjoy all of it. And I think you're a natural, you were a natural, uh, component to that band during that time for sure it did feel good i got schooled every day <laughs> <laughs> and i actually and i all with all that said i have to retract my statement because i want to be truthful actually exit 13 might be my favorite oh, okay. brutal right. truth is very good very i love all the records but i'm <laughs> going to say that i think that exit 13 was something that i connected with a little bit more which is I know it's weirder to say after the fact, but actually ethos music, it was fucking such a powerful record for me when I came across it. But Loker's awesome no matter what, dude. Anything that dude, MOD, SOD, all those all the, he was part of so many influential records yeah. in my upbringing in metal. So me too, man. I'd, lo I'd love to have him on the show. Maybe you're still in touch with him. I don't know. I am. I'm Maybe in touch can, with him. We can talk about that, dude. No, I'll, I'll uh, yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> give him a call here. There Thanks, was, there was yeah, a question. Hell yeah. There was a question from Ian on biggest crowd you've ever played for. That was in Bogota, Colombia. Ah. I, th I think it was like 100,000 people whoa and it's on and it's and what sucks is that it's on youtube and i am in the mix this much oh fuck oh, zero no. i'm not in the mix at all ah fuck. yep but i but the, and it was weird because it, uh, it if you were to go uh, if you were to google it or youtube it or whatever it you'd see the gap between the stage and the people it's there's it's huge it's yeah. got to be like 50 feet at least wow it's yeah it's fucking weird <laughs> it was, i don't know yeah. but it was a lot of fun and it was a no it was a free show and it was a no alcohol thing so when we got bust in to the backstage they came uh uh they came on the bus. We had to get off the bus. They had to pat us down. Then they went on the bus and searched the bus for beers or whatever, anything you're not supposed to have. And then we had to walk through a checkpoint thing. And that that's how we got in. It was, it was, it was a little weird. Hmm. But we did manage to get a couple joints in. So that was kind of There you go. <laughs>
for yeah. 420 show. That's a good uh, little anecdote. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I got to throw that in there. You know? <laughs> and then um, around the hotel, it was crazy because in Bogota, like it's, it's kind of it's kind of a dirty place, uh, mm. at least in the area we we're in. But we, we were staying at a nice hotel. But on that block, the hotel was on. That was the only thing on the block. And there were armed guards with machine guns on every corner of this block. And me and Danny tried to, <laughs> went outside and burned one. And we tried to get a picture with one of them. <laughs> and we looked at him and kind of put up our phone. And we're like, you know, like this, and pointed at it. And he looked at us and went. <laughs> no. <laughs> and we're just like, no <laughs> No problem, dude. <laughs> it's like, okay, man. see you later, dude. <laughs> we scurried back into the hotel like two little. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. It was fun, though. Yeah, dude. It sounds like a blast, dude. <laughs> I would be, I would love to be a part of that. I, but let's get into you again. Let's get into, uh, so Salaka was the one thing that you did for a while on and off, like, well, no, Salako was uh, Salako's always been going, and and it was Salako and Nuke for a while, and then um, I quit Nuke in two thousand five. We were recording a record, and part of the reason I quit was because I was self conscious about my leads. I went in and tracked two leads on the record, and I fucking hated it, and uh, so I quit, and I hated the record, and yeah. so uh, I, I wasn't very happy. Uh, and then um, the next year was when I joined Brutal Truth and Nuke got another guitar player, much better, Shredder. I saw him play live here in town with him shortly after. And I was like, see, what's wrong with that dude? That dude's fucking good. And uh, they were like, but his rhythms aren't that good. And I was like, really? I was like, he sounded fine to me. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So they wound up fucking kicking them out and they got me back in the band. They asked me to play again. So I rejoined. And so there was a little while there that I was doing Salako, Nuke, and Brutal Truth. And then we started Calabas up again. And that was going, but the lineup was a little different. And fuck, we started all oh, blurring is it for a little while. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah sorry so the timeline gets a little weird but yeah it um but yeah it was brutal Salako and nuke were going for a while yeah okay and calabas i'm just going to pull up your uh metal archives page and uh verify this and see what comes next <laughs> uh so blurring is an in mania are, are other bands that you've started? Yeah, blur, blurring is uh, blurring was the one that I did with Lilker. I played drums in that one, and um, we have a few releases. Uh, that was in uh, like the uh, fuck. When did we start? 2013, I think. We just broke up last year. Okay. Um, in Mania is an album that I did. Uh, a uh, buddy of mine, Jesse, awesome guitar player, wrote a record with a drum machine and wanted a real drummer to do it. Um, so he showed me the record and I recorded it on my V drums. Um, 
and uh, but it came out it came out fucking awesome, and it it just went to band camp. Uh, we never played any B drums is an electric kit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, rolling kit. Okay. And uh, but it sounds pretty good. It sounds metal. Hell yeah! I have one right here. Boom. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love my V drums. V. Dude, yeah, Anthony, I love your uh, I love your your custom design headphones. They like <laughs> cramp on the ground. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Whoa. I stepped on them uh, in a previous episode and have not replaced them yet. They still work. <laughs> they creates this like. <laughs> That's all right. They still work. <laughs> it gives me like a little fucking double kind of smart. Art. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to that. I don't know. I don't know. They they still fit comfortably. On, they were <laughs> probably more comfortably. <laughs> but um, yeah, dude. I'm I'm having a blast this episode, guys. I'm super high, which I should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Damn right. Yeah, man. I mean, dude. Honestly, I have to go listen to like, dude. I honestly have not checked out Brutal Truth. In yeah, dude. There's fucking time. great, dude. Very, and... very fucking good band. Anything Lilker touches really is is quality for me, dude. Yeah, this was an episode where I could po- not possibly listen to all the material when you put together when you gave me the logos for the flyer and you gave me like six logos <laughs> yeah and i was I like i started getting carried away i, I was didn't like know there's what a I wanted three i can only do three logos maximum. <laughs> the, and, it's all, good, all, and then that was pretty. all just um the current active bands are three and then there's yeah. like a billion uh, yeah. <laughs> you know bands you were in and I and wanted so to much of it is quality, dude. I've, I've listened to quite a bit of it, and yeah, I kind of want to make an alternate flyer with just the other side of the bands. Like Why not do it, dude? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll flip one out. <laughs> I think anybody who's listening to this or watching this right now has not listened to what this man is about. They need to fucking start digging because it's all quality, dude. Dig. I, lo- Thank I you. love how we have like a Rochester like division of cali death i hey and and ian knows what's up he knows that i know what's up that's kind of how this episode happened i literally once me and ian came in touch and and i knew who he had contacts with i was like Eric's one of the guys dude i want to get on dude for sure (laughs) because just and that and and breaking the fourth wall like Casey, Joel, and Joseph didn't know anything about lethargy. This is literally an episode. No, I did. Oh, you you did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, I I've heard like but like way back, like you know, yeah, okay. But I was just like this. I was re listening to like re-pray. some of these episodes that I'm booking. I'm like, oh dude, this one's for me, guys. <laughs> so, the lethargy that I listened to was fucking sick, dude. Like, oh yeah, it's right up my alley. Like, nice. I love like that atheist kind of tech death and then to hear it done yeah, in new york and like all sick was really sick so nice. yeah 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 dude and yeah yeah i'm, why I'm you're mega here, proud dude. of that shit yeah yeah you should be dude because yeah. it's something that that it, to me like for somebody who's been listening to music for as long as i have and all that kind of shit what you you start to realize what stands out throughout the years and there are those records that just end up just 
boiling up to the surface, dude. Yeah. They're 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 eventually going to be the, at the top, you know. And yeah. also another another thing that I like to uh, talk about with albums that that are important for me is I like to take my fill and then I'll shelf them and then they'll recharge themselves as I've had time away from them yep. to when I finally bring them back out, it becomes fresh again. And actually that was something that happened with lethargy previous to me booking you, bro. I already had uh, the discography double disc in my six CD disc changer in my 2004 Ford truck, bro. And, <laughs> and it's it's CD one and two still for like the last yeah. three weeks. Dude. Nice. <laughs> and, and, and I drive, I drive quite a bit during the week and um, I always love going back to those records, dude. And, and Hell yeah. it really is something that, that, um, just makes me feel good when i listen to that music dude yeah. it, I, and if we're even talking i'm me not too. comparing <laughs> anything but I, i'll listen to lethargy way more than i listen to mastodon like <laughs> it really is something i like yeah. i, I want to put on a lethargy album way more than but that, that, well, that's a lot different, yeah. i'm just i'm just being yeah, two whatever. different beasts yeah it is when it, even in the tech metal realm though too that is something that is um it sits on the top top shelf for me as well yeah you know i listen to a lot of tech metal and lethargy is something that is you know goats in that category for me as well so thank you dude i i really appreciate oh, thank you and um yeah with solely like so tell tell us about solely real quick dude what's that dude, all about it's well it was the COVID band. It was, uh, it was kind of started with, uh, it was my buddy, Adam, Adam Frapoli, who used to sing for the band Psy Opus. Oh yeah. Uh, he, uh, I've been buddies with him and been trying to get something going with him for quite a while. And, uh, uh, we finally got something going. We got, a uh, got a hold of a drummer. I wrote a bunch of tunes that, that were a little shorter, a little punchier, um, mm -hmm. a little grindier. Uh, and Adam is insane with a microphone in his hand. So uh, right. the, the band is kind of built around his, uh, uh, you know, his, his drive, his insanity. Like he just his he's angry on that when he's fucking screaming, he's, he, oh, yeah. he sounds like he's going to fucking kill you. So, <laughs> uh, uh, it, so it's pretty awesome. He's, or he just sounds monotonous, you know, he sounds crazy. So it's, uh, so I'm, tr I'm trying to gear all the notes towards that direction, you know, where everything's just a little fiercer sounding. You I'm know? hearing Maybe. him in my head right now. Cause I'm playing yeah. with Iopus in my head and I'm just like, oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, that'd be fucking cool to hear that voice over your, you're hell yeah you know hell yeah hell yeah so is psyopus still a thing or no no they've been broke up for a while okay yeah yeah they they uh they they've been trying to get to get things back going again and they almost did a couple years ago and then it fizzled and then i did just hear recently adam say that chris reached out to him but I don't know. I don't know what's going on. The details was that just are two records they did. Was are it... kind of light. 
Uh, they did three, I think. Three. Uh -oh. Okay. Shake out. Twisted real quick. It's all good. It happens. He must have hit a button or something. It's been a minute since we've Trying had to twist it. <laughs> yeah, that's usually a Diego Sanchez situation. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> that happens all the time. Well, he must have tried to twist himself back and then he hit a button or something. But he'll be back, dude. That, dude, I love all of this so much, dude. Oh, yeah. This, He's killer. Oh, yeah. And just that history with, I mean, yeah, Rochester. I mean, knowing, hearing Tim Young talk about knowing about lethargy yeah, and all this sure. stuff, I'm like, it's a tiny pocket that most people may not really talk about much but actually there were some pretty key people that came out of that little tiny scene you know upstate new york rochester like nobody knows where rochester is but then so mastodon is out of like atlanta georgia so braun must have like moved from yeah rochester? okay and uh, not just braun um and the other guy, the there was another guitar player from Lethargy that mm -hmm. is so basically half of Mastodon is Lethargy. That's what it is. It's Bill also. Bill there you go. Kelleher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was I gonna ask how that record sounds so good. It was recorded so good in like which one it's hard to write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah, I know it, it really does sound great. It does. I wanted it to ask killer. when Eric comes back. Um, but in the meantime, happy 420. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, hope you're, <laughs> I hope you're getting nice and baked while we're so hanging here, dude. Joseph, um, let's talk about your tour again a little bit. When does it come up? Okay, um. June 1st through 16th. Here it is. And that's a DIY tour you guys been doing, right? Um who put it together? Uh it has a uh logo for the production I can't read it. Uh, but it's it's affiliated with TKO booking, but it isn't uh a TKO it's like our manager uh book this one for us but he usually teams with them so anyway it's cool um he got us this this opportunity um and some of the venues i've seen are pretty sweet this doesn't have the venues on it but um i have it elsewhere actually that's a good thing i should update this with the venues and um mm -hmm. anyway um yeah do you yeah. want me to read the days okay here's the ones i'm excited about the most chicago with first fragment and also Richmond the day after Indiana has first fragment in Carrion Vale. Um, June 1st in Kansas City. That's, I know that one just got announced is um, with Gormand, the band Gormand. Um, and uh, all right. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't speak too much. <laughs> no, it's all good. Or anymore. Um, just, Nashville. Just... Nashville. I'm stoked on. Hopefully Nashville goes good. I'm just trying to fill the time. So we also we got the... this background on the whole time. Why don't we? Do you think? Why didn't we? I don't know. We do now. Um, 
Let's just plug the Chicago thing again one more time. Hell yeah. Yeah, Let's dude. Do the, the flyer. The there it is, dude. Block out Casey. Domination. <laughs> yeah, totally. There's there's actually been more bands announced <laughs> since this flyer, too. What what no, no, it's okay. Hey. Back. It's okay. Up, <laughs> um yeah. This is uh we didn't even say the dates. July twenty seventh, twenty eighth, twenty ninth. Yeah. Chicago. Oh no, not Chicago. In uh Lombard. Lombard, Lombard, Illinois at the Brower House. Also, anybody going to see Cephalochipsy in LA next weekend, I hope to see you there. Or not next weekend, sorry, this this coming Saturday. I will see you in the pit. And uh, with Embodied Torment as well, who are on this uh, Chicago Domination Fest as well. And I want to shout out Embodied Torment as the sickest, like, sleeper death metal band. And we are having uh, their mastermind guitarist on the show on Canada. Um, we are. Weeks, so It is booked in. into the future. Uh, I'm just going to, since we have this flyer up, I'll just say we have... Um, uh someone from reviled coming on next week as our guest um and who else are we repping from this festival coming up i want to get wormhole stabbing uh both to come on our show and shout out the <laughs> analepsy tour that just got announced with wormhole looks like a very fun tour with necrotic or beast um and cognitive actually so all four of those bands chicago domination is just a show on their on their tour um but yeah that's a cool cool little run they got all right guys help me <laughs> i know sorry dude I'm, <laughs> we, eric erickson having some troubles right now but um we're trying to we're trying to make it happen this is what happens when you do a live show guys if we were uh some big pro production this would all be edited out for the listeners in the future but nope this is all good so everybody but yeah we love you guys and thank you for being with us right now everybody in the chat um yeah ian saying throw somebody else on that might be not a bad idea (laughs) uh he's going to bed never mind we were talking about uh Going to like a tw- I don't even know how to do it though. Like we, I don't know how to do it live on here. We're like we go to well, I guess we could like share it, I guess, but so, like someone's live Twitch stream and bring it onto ours and like, or, like yeah, like Scott if he's still streaming or something like that would be kind of fun. I don't know. But let me see right. who is streaming on Twitch right now. Do, do you know how fast. to like how would we no I guess Not we could just well. share it from a browser or something? Like I don't know. I guess that would work. I mean, we could like be in the chat. Yeah, I mean Scott Scott Carstairs is on right now. What what if we just put on some of it for a second or something and then save her? What do you even know? I, just an idea. I, I just messages I, I just messaged messaged. I just messaged Eric. Hopefully he'll get back to me very soon. If not Hey, it's all good, dude. The internet and technology yeah. and all that bullshit. We're we're chilling. He was on his phone. He actually sounded the best I've heard on a phone in a while. He had headphones in, though. Yeah, he that was good quality. 
that was a good good quality conversation great storyteller yeah dude Um, i'd love for him to pop back on but if uh i mean yeah call it now come on i would love for him (laughs) to get back to me right now but um eric and technology don't mix well (laughs) (laughs) yeah i he had he uh, he had told me he's like I don't have a computer. Will my phone work? I'm like yes, dude. You're you're my kind of people because mm-hmm. they set me up for like hitting two buttons and then I'm on. <laughs> I don't have to do anything else. What are you putting on? Uh, is this Scott right here? Can you see it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. That's pretty funny. I know it's for like not loading. Like frozen, it is. Yeah, yeah. Hi, Scott. Way to do this, but uh, we're just experimenting for a second to be goofy. Yeah, I don't know why it's not letting on this the Twitch channel. You guys are all fine on my screen. Anyways, shout out, um, shout out Scott. Shout out Scott from Fallujah, and one of the greatest fucking writers of program drums that is later recorded by amazing drummers. <laughs> um, dude, that guy, because I've been listening to the Fallujah record a lot, it's incredible how meticulous uh, that stuff is just yeah, on my mind. So that that's all programmed by Scott before? Yeah, but then Andrew was like an absolutely elite drummer, performer, who could like bring it all to life. And then... I mean, we asked Andrew about this um, when he was on, and I remember mm-hmm. he would just say, yeah, it was like Scott who wrote the drums in Fallujah. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't, I mean, when you listen to it, it just, like, it is Andrew. Like, that's all you really hear. Mm-hmm. So it's really crazy to think about how it came to be. But, um, yeah. So is any of it have to like is andrew have any say in it or is every single no no he definitely does okay yeah i don't know the details like that would have to be like a walkthrough of it but he told us that he like you know we probably totally had this conversation and we're we've done 126 episodes and how many hours later and how much weed and alcohol (laughs) has been drank since then and smoked (laughs) since then (laughs) it's like wait I'm I'm trying to be let in on information that I've already come across. But dude, I don't even re-listen to these things either. So how could I ever retain there's like a few pieces of information that stay with me. I I actually we- think about our episodes with people like when when stuff happens like years later now with people we've had on like i always think back to the episode i had with them when i like hear about them oh yeah like like give an example like an example like who um well like andrew recently um and and scott too um the zenith passage guys after i like started kind of knowing them Mm -hmm. um that that's come up a lot um Entheos, uh, a lot of the bands that I, I like have yeah. more like gotten to know well, outside. We should do some part twos with certain people too. I'd yeah, love dude. to catch up with a lot of people, dude. There's a lot of people that I had a great time on this thing that I would love to have around to and see what they've been up to because 
Yeah. It, it doesn't really feel like it, but you're like, oh shit, it's been it's been what? so long since Obi's been on, like, you know, like yeah. mm-hmm. I'd like to talk to Obi again and yeah, for sure. Obviously that's there's many more, but I'm just saying like it's been a lot longer after, than you think. After the playing, like like the music stuff, like like with Bill's lesson last week and stuff, and now that like a lot of people kind of have that technology to like stream live from their DAW or whatever, like it's like good audio, like on the drums and stuff. Yeah, the other drummers. Oh, he's back. There he is. Yes. I was gonna say real quick, uh, for all of you that are listening to this that didn't that uh maybe wanted to skip last week's episode go back to it and and watch it because bill is a a fucking sick dude a sick player we had a a really good time with him and yeah just because you don't recognize the name doesn't mean it isn't going to be a fun cali death podcast you know he's back sorry man my phone died it's all good dude we uh i don't have my headphones in although can you hear it okay yeah Yeah. you still sound good oh okay great cool yeah dude um thanks for uh for making that happen we held it down while you were gone sorry man i I, it looked like it was getting low and then i just went and looked for my charger and then all of a sudden it just shuts off so Uh, it's all good um but yeah we can we could start thinking about you know getting towards uh home plate here for you you know it's late for you so sorry man i'm about to go a second wind here <laughs> all right hey that's all good too hey i am ready for that and i just, oh yeah i got that we're only, we're only two you. hours in we're at, you know it's uh so what's oh, so, what the next tale go ahead joseph oh i wanted to ask about the production of uh it's hard to write with a little hand because it just sounded really good to me it's we did that at Lockport with my buddy Doug at Watchman Studio. Oh, he was mentioned in the chat. Yeah, yeah. He he's recorded he recorded all the lethargy stuff. All the all the demos, the the record, the really? the singles. Um huh. yeah, he he did all that stuff. He's done a lot of my band stuff actually. Shit. Salako, he's recorded Calabas stuff, blurring stuff. Uh, brutal. He did both brutal truth records, um, as well as I mean that's I say he's he's his studio has been has been real busy for the last fuck thirty years I guess. How how far is Lockport from you? Uh, about an hour. Oh okay. Maybe maybe a little under. It's just yeah. outside of Buffalo. It's between here and Buffalo. Not bad. So it's there and back in the day. You're not staying anywhere to go record. Oh, no. That's sick. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I, that, I, what Joseph had mentioned is true. It's like having a, a place like that within. I mean, we had Castle Ultimate, too. That was within an hour from me, at least. You guys had to come a little bit further from Santa What's that, Coast. a studio? Yeah, yeah. It was in... Uh, when we recorded, it was in Emeryville, yeah. so right, right in between Berkeley and and San Francisco. Zach Oren is the engineer, and now he is it Shark Bite Studios. Like he 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 records the Machine Head guys and stuff. Um, Oakland basically. Animosity. Do you ever remember yeah. hearing about a band like Animosity? Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, I or, never heard them. 
Yeah. He recorded a ton of records, and I have. I'm like, oh, dude, animosity. Odie Smortem. That's all that shit, too. Yeah. Yeah, but he's done so many. He's literally fucking. He's basically in Machine Head. He does like. What's the band that he does? The it's not. Is it Autopsy? Oh, or no. Yeah, I think he's doing Autopsy. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, Autopsy from the East Bay. Mm-hmm. The OG Autopsy. Yeah, they're active right now. Whoa, that's cool. Yeah, they've been active for a little bit. Loker was jamming with him for a little while there. Oh, red. Sick. Maybe for a year. Maybe not even that long. Might have been. Is Loker still years. working at a record store? I heard he was working at a record store for a while. No, yeah, he was working at the record archive for a little while. It's a, a giant, giant record store here that's got, uh, um, that's got a bar in it and a, a good sized stage and a lot of shows go on there now and 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 stuff like that. Not not uh, not like metal shows, but you know, more like uh, you know any other kind of family fun music <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know i don't know you know bluegrass and yeah. sometimes some jazz sometimes some modern rock sometimes some ska so you know a little bit of everything right right but it's cool they opened up the bar in there on uh, the stage a few years ago and and uh it's been real busy and and the store does pretty well i think so it's it's cool but he's not there anymore he was there for a little bit he works. Uh, he works some corporate job now, like like uh, uh, not like wearing not like wearing nice stuff. Like he, he works for uh, I think it's like an optics place or something like that. Hmm. Like a, a regular like nine to five, except probably more like five to two. I think he goes in real early. Yikes! Yeah, yeah. Um. My my next question to you was going to be with your extensive list of bands that you've uh, worked with. What would be another band that is, you know, deep underground that you've been working with that you feel needs to be heard? All of them, obviously, but I'm saying, you know, pick one that that excites you that not a lot of people know about. Well, I don't know. I mean, uh, the one that I would think of is just the new, my new band, Sully, you know, because it's new sounds and we haven't even really gigged yet. Yeah. And um, I mean, we got our demo up there. It'll be out. Uh, uh, it'll be released through that label, I think, in about a month. I'm excited and, about and, that. Dude. And then we're, we're, I'm just finishing up writing this one tune right now. And then uh, we got a couple other little bangers that we're putting together and then we'll, we'll have enough material for, uh, uh, for, uh, for a full length. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how long a full length is these days, but it'll be like probably, you know, 11 or 12 tracks and a couple, a couple of them are kind of shorties, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that, I mean, um, I still do. I do some solo project stuff. I'm going to be working on that pretty soon. So hopefully that, and that I just usually post that up on my band camp as soon as I'm done with it. Um, I have a solo project that I called for years called BCT. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of corny, um, fast, slow songs, grindy, 
a million of them. There's a lot of them could be kind of short. Um, that shit's on my band cam. I'm going to record another one of those. Uh, probably. Uh, Was it you or Ian that sent me some BCT, a BTC? bct uh song i heard one song that i was like yes i i'm not sure it I might have been what it was though i i got a few things sent to me in the last week yeah i know i the burke diamond project will <laughs> <laughs> stick with me for sure um, yeah dude i got I'll, I'll get your address man i'll send you some shit oh dude i'd love that dude yeah yeah i got i got i got some discs i could send you Hell yeah. It, 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 yeah, you're still into CDs. Right? I, I would love to go listen to him with my grandma, dude, and see yeah. if I could be like, check out my friend who's uh, right. who can uh, sing like <laughs> your man. That's right. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, well, cool, dude. I, How do we hear? So the, this project, that I, I think you sent it to us in the chat, Anthony, but you're talking I about. I did. You're talking about the, Burke Diamond? Burke Diamond. How do people find this? It's on my YouTube. You'll, you'll see it like if if you go to that link and then just go to whatever page that's from or whatever. That's it's got like uh, I put some like band rehearsal shit up there for for uh, just for reference, pretty much. And then that's where my uh, uh, that's where my Burt Diamond shit is. There's, there's a few a few of those shits on there. They're they're funny. Nice. Okay. Cool. I want. I'm like interested in this. Yeah. <laughs> totally, dude. <laughs> it's genuinely rad, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's it's it it makes you laugh, but not because it's 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 not necessarily a parody. It actually sounds to me like a genuine fan covering. Oh yeah, yeah. Band. I'm not. I'm not being goofy with him. I mean, he's got a deep voice, and so do I. So I just try and do my best Neil Diamond impression, like. Whenever and I, I get, guess mm-hmm. when I like say to do karaoke and whenever I do karaoke, it's always Neil Diamond. You know? mm-hmm. And I guess what I'm saying is you would go into that expecting it to be parody because yeah. you listen to Salaka, you listen to yeah. Lethargy and all yeah. these other bands. Yeah. And then, but then you go into it and you're like, wow, this is actually a pleasant listening experience, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I got married, uh, in 2008, uh, the wedding favors that we had, I went into the studio and I recorded seven songs and, uh, put them on a CD and everyone got a CD. That's right. Kind, of kind of a cool thing. Yeah. Did you sing some Neil diamond tour at the wedding too? No, definitely no. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> Only a karaoke after a couple pops, you know. There you go. There you yeah. go. Karaoke. That's rad, dude. Yes. Well, uh, I, I mean, I want. There's so many other things I could ask you. I just want to know uh, another thing too. We, I know we talked about Wald Hexen, but I just want to know how that came about. What? How did you get involved in that? I, I mean, coming out of everything else that you had done you wouldn't expect a black metal band to be something that you would dive into. And yeah, yeah. You know, what you're maybe just a quick, like what are your black metal roots and all that kind of stuff leading up to that band? Yeah. Well, I mean, I've always been into a little bit of black metal, not, uh, not a lot of, the. Uh, I don't even know all the terminology for all that shit. So I don't want to act like I do. 
Yeah. Like I, uh, like I like, uh, I've always been into Emperor. I, I, when, uh, in the night side of clips came out, uh, I really got into that. I think I had got like a promotional CD from a local shop and, uh, obviously the cover was awesome. So that's what drew me in. And then when I listened to it, I was blown away. And, and, and as their albums went on, they just are fucking awesome. Um, Eastside is such a great guitar player. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I get into a little bit. I like some Marduk. I don't even know if they're, are they considered black metal? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like a few things here and there. I'd have to look at my CD collection to, to, to remember. Uh, I like some of the, I, one of my favorite records is Dusk and Her Embrace, the Cradle Filth record. That that's uh, totally that that album is uh, uh, especially the drumming because uh, I'm a big Nick Barker fan. So jamming oh, with Nick with Nuclear Assault dude. was great. Dude, um, I'm but so I, he was in Nuclear Assault at the same time as you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he, he joined. Uh, he joined Nuke in 2016 and played with us for two years. Wow. That's super sick, dude. Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. Dude, yeah. I can I, I confess my love to him. <laughs> I told him he's like, I, I go, no, dude, you don't understand. I played air drums to that album a million fucking times. I sat there and listened to that fucking album and I learned it and I played it on guitar. I learned the riffs. You I know, fucking that's... I was like, dude, you don't understand. I go, I write a lot of shit and think a lot of shit because of that record. Like you know. All that, all the cradle stuff he did, all the demo stuff he did. Yeah, the demo. Yes, even the old man's child. He did lock up. I love the lock up shit. Those lock up records that he's on. I was never familiar with the old man child stuff. He only did one record with him, maybe, and I actually not too familiar with it either. But I was just shouting them out because old man's child is sick. Yeah. Um, but the lock up records were indeed. I love that shit, dude. Oh yeah, yeah! Shout out Nick Barker, dude. Mm-hmm. Love that guy. Me too. We'd One other to- question oh. before we wrap shit is, uh, I think from Ian asking about Napalm. Is that another band? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not another. It's it was just the tour when I filled in mm. uh, in 2015. Uh, at the end of 14, Shane got old of me, Shane Embury, and asked if I could if I could sit in for for John, who was just taking over for Mitch, because John couldn't get over into the country, and uh, Napalm was uh, doing a tour in the beginning of 15 with uh, Boyvod and a bunch of bands, and um, uh, that was an amazing. Uh, text to receive. Oh, so this is Napalm Death. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I so I Napalm so that day at work, I remember that day at work, I was losing my mind. Yeah. And I immediately messaged Kevin Sharp and said, uh, is this uh are you fucking with me right now? And uh and he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, Shane just asked me about playing with Napalm. And he said, no, man, he goes, I don't know what you're talking about, you know? And, uh, I proceeded to chat with Shane and uh, next thing you know, I had two set lists I had to learn. 
and about I think five weeks to learn them maybe and uh, uh, I flew down to Florida we had three days of rehearsal in a uh, in a, uh, a storage unit and uh, which was pretty wild getting to know uh, getting to know Danny was awesome mm-hmm. and Barney and uh, I already known Shane for a little while uh, fucking awesome dude icebergers forever mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah so uh, and the first two shows were on the the fucking boat, the seventy thousand tons of metal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, okay, yeah, it was it was crazy. I was shitting my pants, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking nervous as fuck. How was how was the sh- how are the uh, accommodations for a band on the ship? Um, the the cabin that I was in, I was sharing with our tour manager. Uh-huh. Uh, his name is Greg, and uh, it was a, you know, it wasn't a giant room or anything, but it was it was comfortable. You didn't feel claustrophobic or whatever. No, I know. I, I just heard like like the workers on the ship they get the smaller, they get the smallest fucking rooms, you know. So I was thinking maybe the entertainment for the tour on the ship they would get the same kind of. I deal think we there. had no. I think we had a door like like a gla- a glass door to outside with a little balcony thing oh nice you had a balcony yeah, yeah. and everything that's what's up yeah, yeah. you definitely yeah i couldn't that. imagine being in a room with no window or anything holy shit that'd yeah. be fucking weird I, yeah. i've never done that before either on a, i've only been on a few cruises but that would make me feel a little claustrophobic with yeah yeah window, you know it was it was a good time though we we uh uh you know i played a little rough for the first couple shows i mean most of the songs were good but there was a couple couple little hiccups and uh was it an outdoor stage on the ship yeah the the second one because you play twice you uh you play once on the way to jamaica and once on the way back and the first show was in the belly of the boat and the the second show was on the top deck on the big stage you know the one with all the pools and shit in front of it different uh, different set lists uh yeah yeah different different set lists uh we alternated every night mm-hmm. and uh there was some songs on both that were the same and then you know a few different it was um, cool though. and yeah. as the shows went on it got nice it got nice and smooth you know first first handful of shows had some rough spots and then and then it got real good <laughs> nice yeah it was awesome that's definitely fun. a definitely a great uh, a great experience. That mm-hmm. that tour is still going strong. That cruise. Oh, yeah. seventy thousand tons. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I actually, I'm I, I like to wear shorts and sandals. And we gotta get. Metal, <laughs> we gotta... I'm all about flip flops myself. So yeah, dude, we got another one. We got another fucking flip, dude. On stage, do you wear flip flops? <laughs> On stage, do you wear flip flops? I usually uh no, I usually go barefoot. Oh, dude. Ah, even better, dude. In the in the summer, in the summer. In yes. The summer. You know, Flip flops, man. You'll fucking slip right out. The I yeah. I tried doing that before. I I'd spill beer in my flip flop. I 
You sweat in your flop. You fucking fall out of your flop. Sweat in your flop. <laughs> you don't want to fall out of your flop. <laughs> no, I am not falling out of my flop again. Hashtag don't fall out of your flop. <laughs> Fuck your flop. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking rad, dude. Well, I, I, I am very excited to hear what's going to happen with you and Wald Hexion because I am a black metal fan and I'm excited to see what you can add to that you know yeah yeah it's going to be a little different than any of the stuff they recorded because like i said i'm i'm the new drummer i don't play like dan did mm -hmm. and uh dan's got some fast feet and he's got a right hand on him yeah uh, but uh, uh and then they had their old singer too so um the new stuff was, i got eight songs under my belt right now and uh uh we're going to be recording uh, and, and I'll send you, I'll send you a link as soon as we get some. Dude, please do. I'd love to hear it, dude. Fuck yeah, man. Well, this right has on. been super, super sick, dude. Eric, you're rad, dude. Dude, it's been great meeting you guys. I really appreciate the plugs, man. It's fucking awesome. You, no this doubt, dude. everything to me. So, I mean, like, like we talked about earlier, man, it's all about the riffs, dude. And, 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 you know, metal's got a lot of love. So it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's been good to meet you guys. No doubt, dude, and you are definitely a quality riff machine, brother. <laughs> Thanks, man. And I, I always will put my faith and trust in everything that you do from this point forward because everything you've done since back back before this is I've backed it all, dude. So, well, now you're gonna just be getting links from me whenever I got some garbage <laughs> to spill. So uh, dump I, it all on me, dude. Dump all I the garbage in advance. No, dude, please. I will accept all the garbage. Do give it to me? Oh, I wanted to give a shout out uh, to Anomalous, who just announced. That oh they're shit! Yeah, dude, I know it's out again. of nowhere, but at the same it's time, it. I back it. Anomalous is back, y'all. Nice work, Anomalous. Yes, welcome, dude. welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the fucking like the grind, dude. And I would love to do an episode with all of them. I'd love to have Tim on. I'd love to have now new addition Sam Lanyon. Shout out Sam Lanyon. Mm -hmm. We need to uh, talk to all those guys and see what they've been up to since the last time they've been on the show. So, yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. <laughs> Aloha. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice to fucking hang tonight. Happy 420, guys. Happy oh, 420. Yeah. I hope Sweet. everybody I got you. leaves nice the cookies and... out for Snoop Dogg. <laughs> oh is that the thing oh my God. <laughs> that would be so funny if that was the thing <laughs> i've seen it multiple years in a row now so yeah. like it's the thing now oh yeah who are we rating thanks Ian. are we rating anybody do we know how to do that no we don't know how to do that joel's the one who almost knows how to do that give us instructions in the chat quick no fuck it's not gonna happen no Sorry. I guess we're not raiding this week, guys. I'm, no. I'm sorry. Just the gorilla really? is our raider, and that only happens like half the time when we raid. So we're trying our best over here, guys. We love you. <laughs> Technology sucks. <laughs> and yeah, sorry, guys. I, 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 I suck. No, <laughs> I wasn't saying that about you. I was just saying that about us. That's all right. I'll accept it. I, I, I swear it wasn't geared towards you whatsoever dude <laughs> that was all good that, those things happen with live shows dude we've had it before it's just you gotta wing it and we did 
we yeah we didn't we just stare back. at the screen while we were waiting for you to come back like uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was cool <laughs> no it's all good we got it we made it happen um all right let's do the plugs one more time dude real quick battleforge coffee buy your mm-hmm. coffee there because that's the homies and we love them uh generator rehearsal studios.com in between la san diego rehearse there the homies will help you out cali death podcast.bigcartel.com for a couple of t-shirts uh two different versions that is where we get <laughs> that's where we uh and if you want to get a fucking nice beard like that dude like i you got the nice like salt and pepper nice situation beard. you know the, the i'm always i only have a few <laughs> grays i only have a few grays but yours like overlap enough <laughs> to where it's like you got the nice salt and pepper situation where it's totally you can rock it dude i think the light is making it a little lighter <laughs> either that or the weed <laughs> um who oh right. yeah the tours the tours archaic on tour starting at I forget what date you said, Joseph. Sorry. May 11th in Santa Cruz. <laughs> and then uh, Abyss Tour, Eastern US, June 1st through June 16th, featuring The Last of Lucy and Discordia. Oh. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Busted. All right. Should I roll the outro? Oh, yeah. One more time. Chicago Domination Festival. This uh, very soon, we're going to be having uh, an official thing on the social media. And then we are going to on our show. And then we will really have a thing that you can fill out and get a ticket. Get a ticket. I promise. All I right. promise. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great time with your life. <laughs>